On this week's episode of TNA, the team is back and ready to catch you up on the latest with the girls, plus a mashup of hot summer topics, like the super sexy lyrics to the Latin hit Desposito, teens in thong bikinis. What? T's adventures with the Diva Cup and A's revelations on marriage and how she's going to pick her future partner. You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. Welcome to episode 142. I know we've disappeared for a hot minute, but uh, we're (laughs) back. It's okay. It's mid-June or late June. We're excited to have Steph back on the show. Yeah, uh, I'm so happy to be back. Yeah, yeah, and catch everyone up on what's been happening to us. And First of all, can I just say thank you to T? Because T held down the fort like, what, man? Thank you. (laughs) I was totally off the radar and I needed to be and... and, um, and so I just want to say thank you, T, for all the extra work that you did to keep people with some awesome episodes while I was gone. Thank you. We I had a good time. That. I finally got to do my foot fetish show, which uh, <laughs> which I'm really bummed I missed out on because I know I've been wanting to do that, too. Yeah. But I'm but I'm glad you did it. it yeah. Yeah, we did. And, uh, and Harry, we were on um, Harry Howard's podcast this past week uh, and um, and he brought it up, which was nice. <laughs> Uh, but but I, it made me laugh because I think since then it's given me permission to be more into my feet, and I've been able to really enjoy that with like you're different lovers. You're leaning in. I'm leaning you're in. Leaning in. Yes. Foot fetish. Put my foot in your mouth. <laughs> Good times. Boy, I know. Um. So. Mm. We have a new Patreon page. Do we yes. want to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was I lost my flow for a minute. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this was, so we are revamping a lot of things and, um, and Patreon is finally something that we've decided to go ahead and do. And we're super excited about it because we have all this extra content that we're dishing out to you guys on Patreon. So, um, you can find our Patreon page at, you can search, uh, TA talk sex. Yeah. And we're going to have like, um, behind the scenes footage. We're going to have bonus episodes. We're going to have like, uh, extended, um, like, uh, like part twos of really juicy episodes. I'm going to read erotic literature in my yes. sexy voice. Yes, she is. We're going to have like a, um, a periodical, I don't know if it's weekly or monthly yet, erotic reading by T and A or T or A. Yeah. Can I just, can I share? Um, I almost want to give like references for okay. my, my like reading sex voice, <laughs> which is that uh, I had a moment in, I had a job at an architecture firm right out of college. And, um, and so I created the voicemail for it. And my oh sister my called, yeah. And <laughs> my sister called and I guess I went to voicemail and she was like, you have to change that. It is way too sexy. And I was like, what's wrong with a little more sex in the world? Bravo. <laughs> Thank you. I held my ground, uh, you know, before I knew my full calling. And then um, and then recently I'll help out. I help out on this TV show for uh, a really popular car show, uh, West Coast Customs. Uh-huh. And um, some of you might know it. Uh, they originally did Pimp My Ride TV show. Yeah. 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 And so um, it's actually like a great family of people. I really like working there. But uh Ryan, who owns the shop, started all of it, um, and and then will all tease me because I'll do the 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 board, you know, announcing like take one, you know. Oh, Ryan like, walks to the car. Take one. Yeah, basically. Ryan walks to the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. Then they all tease me, and they're so lucky. Me. I know. 
I mean, I make it more colorful. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's it's hysterical. My my little brother met him at some car show in New Orleans, and he was like, "My sister works at your shop," and he was like. What? There's there's a woman at our shop, <laughs> you know. And then at the time I had pink hair, so he was like, "Yeah, she has all the crazy hair colors." And he was like, "Of course, Aww. the sexy voiced woman." Okay, <laughs> he didn't say that. But. So Christina's yeah, anyway. sexy voice will yeah. be reading "Sweet Nothings in Your Ear" when you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So again, you can go to uh, Patreon.com and search "TA Talk Sex," and we're up there, and so excited for um to be doing that yeah and offering these uh other things for you guys yeah we're having a lot of fun um coming up with all sorts of fun ideas for you um what else my trip yes so you're back from france yes sort of yeah a lot of a lot of things gosh so much happened you traveled across europe i did i mean like i did yes i started in england so countries real quick were england france italy greece back to france England, Scotland, and then home. Um, so, you know, nothing super, super exotic, but it was definitely a journey. Um, exotic. And I did extend, I did extend the trip. So I think I was gone almost five, five months, four and a half months. Yeah. Um, anyway, but it was, um, <laughs> it was an incredible ride. I had many crazy and wonderful adventures. The whole thing was like a really magical trip. And uh, as you guys know, I was riding along the way writing along the way so it's all going to be in the book but um so so yeah in summary I would just say that it was definitely a life-changing trip I think anytime you travel and you get away um from normal life stuff and whatnot it really gives you the space and this is what it did for me it gave me the space to really look at myself in a new way and get new perspective on myself look at some even parts of like you know, beautiful sides of yourself, shadow sides of yourself that I've been hiding or shying away from. And, and like travel is uncomfortable and it for it like forces you in this uncomfortable place and you have to look at all that shit. So it's, it was massively expansive and life-changing and beautiful in that way. And so I'm so glad I did it. I still feel like I'm in the middle of it. I'm like gypsying around in LA. My place is still rented out. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it was an amazing trip and T and I are going to have a, a longer conversation about like the details of the boys and, uh, the things that happened. I did sort of, um, I did meet someone for sure. I loved your, but you know, it's funny. Yes. What? The person you met, but I also love like your stories of being on that farm in Greece yeah, yeah. and working on the farm. I mean, just a lot of fun stories. So. Yeah. I thought I killed a baby goat. Oh my- it was, I know, it's sad. I didn't. I found it, finally. Oh, my God. Actually, no, this shepherder found it, he, which I swear I would marry this man. He was he was a little toothless, but, like, the most wonderful, kind-hearted, sweet Aww, man. Teeth can be fixed. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, of all the things that are important in life, teeth is, you know, lower on the list. Yeah. Anyway, so um, we're going to be going over the more sort of the, the landmark adventures um, and details on a separate episode, which you can find on our Patreon page. Yeah. Because I don't want to bore everybody with all, all of those fun, crazy wild times. Well, not bore, but we're going to stay on task we about on task. sexual things and whatever's, you know, yeah. going on in our immediate lives. Right. And we'll, and we'll uh, yeah, give you the, the vlog version on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, um... I wanted to share that I'm trying out what's called the Blossom Cup. 
which is like the diva, the diva cup. cup. Maybe some of you've heard of it. Um, guests on our show have encouraged the use of it in the past, but I found the whole thing to be a bit overwhelming. Um, it's essentially a silicone cone or cup <laughs> that you insert inside of your um, vagina. Yeah, well, I was going to say vagina. I'm like, is that anatomically no, exactly it correct? It's yes. the vaginal canal, but yeah. like, yeah, the entrance. And it just sort of lives there and creates the seal. So it catches the blood and then you pull it out. Well, the pulling out is the interesting part. <laughs> uh, I think everybody thinks about that. Like, how the hell do you get that thing out? But it pinch, it's bent, it bends. I don't know. I'm still working out <laughs> how successfully I can pull it out. Can I tell you, I actually, so I do a stand-up, like, mic with some comedians every Sunday in L.A., and it's a good group of friends, guys and girls, and uh, I basically went on the stage and was like, there's a cup inside of me right now. It's stuck. can someone help me get it up i yes i suggested that after the show i was going to be in the bathroom to try a second removal and that if you get any offers yeah so i got a lot of offers (laughs) and i said if i can't get it i nominated my friend robbie kirkoff who's a very funny comedian we had him on our show once actually he wore a lot of beard ornaments yes Uh, (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. Uh, i think that god was like a year ago two years ago i don't know it was two christmases ago um wow i know so he's still he's still around a great comic anyway i i was i think knowing that i had all of that support with all of the comedians waiting in the yard (laughs) i was able to nail comedians yes i was able to do it by myself Yes, (laughs) I know. But I was truly ready to let all that support or all that pressure. There's like 20 male comedians. You're not quite sure you want their fingers up you. Well, I was going to have them wash their hands. (laughs) I really you're a far braver woman than I. Yeah, I basically was at this. I said, I don't even care at this point. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Um, So but then I realized, okay, that moment. So then I was like, okay, there is a little bit of a of a of the beginning learning phase yeah of how to actually get it out now i thought i'd overcome that but this morning i have once again found it challenging to remove um sometimes it's just a little further up than you expect and i I can't quite get a grab okay but i don't want people to get discouraged because this is something i want to try too okay so and i do think you'll get the hang of it yes and and as of this up until my second error this morning i was i was ready to actually just completely champion it i actually think it's great i think if you guys want to go to our instagram i'll have a photo of me with the little box looking super happy and um (laughs) because you are i I know i I am other than it's stuck you're right i got focused on the stuck situation the truth is it's completely sealed i haven't had any leakage issues and then the times i did remove it i was like oh it's not even full yet (laughs) i could have just left it up there longer uh and so in that sense it's amazing and there's no string which gets gross as a woman i think we all know what that's like and you don't feel it inside of you don't feel it at all and and it's i'm not sure if it's because of it yet we'll have to kind of monitor the next six months of my cycle uh but i i pretty much haven't had cramps like the cramps have been much milder wow i know and i've heard that from some sources that the tampon can cause more cramping but like i you know i don't have any sort of scientific backing on that but well i know that tampons for me cause cramp i can't wear them i remember you saying that and um and truthfully i have been using a tampon since i was i don't even you know 16 yeah 17 yeah so i don't know and all, all i can say is uh last month my period was really painful and this month it's not Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, and they can, there's a promo code you're going to give on the. There, yes, there's a promo code for the Blossom Cup, which is a little bit cheaper than the Diva Cup. I like a little bit cheaper. Yes, a little bit cheaper. So, uh, you guys, yes, you can go to the Instagram photo. The code will be there that gives you 15% off. And uh, 
in addition to the fact that it's cheaper than the other one, the other brand. And, uh, and also you can have a dialogue with me, ask any questions. I can update you on how my success is going if I'm getting better at the removal. All right. Oh, yes. Well, let's move on. Overall, I like it a lot, actually. I Like, I want to make the switch. Yeah, I do, too. Event. Oh, I mean, I yeah. think. It's less trash it. in the landfill, by For the way. Sure, that's yeah. a big thing that people talk yeah. about when you think about how much waste you create with the tampons. Or pads, too. I feel so bad mm-hmm. using pads. Yeah. And uh, and I tried the sea sponge a while back. I gave myself a yeast infection irritating the entrance. Yeah, that worries me. The same problem. I, I yeah. was like, I can't fish it out of me. And then I used floss because that was recommended online. And the floss actually irritated. That was like when I would yeah. pull it. Oh, God. Let's move on. Okay. So, um, but there's a positive uh, note to all of this, which is I think that it will be a viable alternative. I think it's just a little bit of user handling. Denise. Yes, getting used to it. Well, and what's cool is there's kind of no rush to getting it out. It was like, well, my cup's not even full. So, so my advice is to not panic and revisit it. You know, make the effort. Oh, it didn't come out. All right, I'll come back in an hour. Right. It okay. was, oh, it's good. All right. What's up? Um, this is a light thing, but you guys, I, I, it's it's summer, and the the summer song that is the summer song, yeah, is Despacito. 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 <laughs> you know that one? <laughs> so satisfying. <laughs> okay, so I love this song. I loved it too. I fell in love when I heard right, it. Right, but not the Bieber. So personally, for me, I mean, the whole yes, it's, it's a great song, but I fell in love with the original version of the song, and when the first time I I, I was watching the video. And for, first of all, I, I want to be that woman in the video in my next life. Like, that's how I envision looking like I tall, dark it. and long, dark hair. Her boobs are a little bit big for my my personal taste. But but yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yes, next life. That's what I'm had. You always want the opposite, right? I hate, yeah, hating on her large chest. Is that what you ever I'm not hating on her large chest. It's just I know. Just, it's just I, 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 it. I, I if I envision my future body, it would be hers, but with smaller breasts. Sure. I wouldn't want to be so like, sexy. Like, yeah, it's just it's like, all you, it's like, you know, and she's so beautiful. It's just like, you can't help but just want to like have sex with her. Like, that's the only thing that runs through your mind. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, it could also be the music video and how they're sexualizing her. But point is, um, mm-hmm. I totally I'm like, what are they saying? Because I don't speak Spanish. So I went the song turned you on. Yeah. And, okay. I, and I'm like, I want to know. I want to know. Please, God, let them be saying something real. You guys, the lyrics to this song are so beautiful <laughs> and I want and, and and I and so I wanted to read them yeah please do because they I, I'm like what this is like a love poem okay granted so this is a translation so it's not like fully fully uh for our English listeners oh, right 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 so um which are mostly most of you okay. <laughs> <laughs> so okay it says yes you know that I've been watching you for a while. I have to dance with you today. I saw that your eyes were already calling me. Show me the way I'm going. You, you are the magnet and I'm metal. I'm getting closer and I'm setting up the plan. Just the thought of it accelerates my heartbeat. Now I'm enjoying it more than normal. All my senses are asking for more. This should be taken without rush. Okay, again, the weird translation part. I want to breathe on your neck slowly. Let me whisper things in your ear so that you remember when you're not with me. Slowly. I want to undress you with kisses. Slowly. Sign the walls of your maze and make your whole body a manuscript. I want to see. I love it. I know. I want to. Um, hold on a second. Sorry. Pause. Pause. Um I want to see you dance. I want to be your rhythm. I want you to show me your favorite places. Let me surpass your danger zones to make you scream and forget your name. I'll 
If I ask you for a kiss, come give it to me. I know that you're thinking about it. I've been trying for some time. Um, hold on, let me get to the good stuff. There's, you know, some da 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 da. I think it's it's great. If every, every isn't it amazing? Yeah, if every uh, man or lover approached a woman with that kind of zeal. Oh my god! I'm like, oh, this is amazing. So so then, when I hear the American version. Mm-hmm. Which is, is really only, the, they really don't change the beginning. So yeah, just the beginning. So I pulled it up. I was like, what? And so I, it's really Justin's part in English. <laughs> and I, I think you brought up the point, Steph, A, which is like how um, how much more juvenile it is, essentially. It's yes. like less, it's less descriptive. Yes. Uh, all right. So come on over in my direction. So thankful for that. It's such a blessing. Yeah. Turn every situation into heaven. Yeah. My sunrise on the darkest day got me feeling some kind of way. Make me want to savor every moment slowly. You fit me tailor-made love. That's kind of cute. How you put it on. Get the only key. Got the only key. Know how to turn it on. The way you nibble on my ear. The only words I want to hear. Baby, take it slow so we can last long. Okay, but I'm sorry. It doesn't really turn you on in the same way. Uh, Okay, that was the first part. Again, let me read just the first part. Okay. Okay, again. Yes, you know that I've been watching you for a while. I have to dance with you today. I saw that your eyes were already calling me. Show me the way I'm going. You, you are the magnet and I'm metal. I'm getting closer and I'm setting up the plan. I know, I know. So different. Versus versus you've got me feeling some kind of way, which is so general. Right? You're like, I'm I'm, I'm feeling... What kind of way? Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm feeling something. It's almost like, yeah, baby, let's Netflix and chill, dog. I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> really Come I get on. I get so I'm I I was made fun of on another podcast for being quote old-fashioned but I, I'm like I, I can't respond to that I, I this is you know people this is talk, Americanism versus yeah but people confuse know. casual sex with like disrespect and and I talk I was actually just talking I talk about it a lot disrespect all the time. or not being romantic or like putting in an effort Good question well I guess that's what i think of as disrespect like oh yeah i'm like i expect um casual and present and generously and present. thoughtful thoughtful creative considerate and creative in a casual way meaning right we are not uh extending this commitment beyond the meeting in the now yeah there is a sexual interaction but maybe it's maybe for me maybe i'm maybe i'm lying a little bit maybe for me i i expect it to be like a friendship like there is a friendship and a camaraderie. I think I think that's healthy and, and normal. <laughs> and and we have sex. I'm with you. I'm with you. And I'm not T. making any social claim on you. And we're not announcing it publicly. So how does it, is this? And this relates to the American version. Yes, because <laughs> because in my mind, what you were saying about sort of the Netflix and chill thing of uh, and also really not articulating like how someone makes you feel just like almost this like lukewarm. Yeah, like I don't know. Lukewarm gr- water. I, don't know, I just feel good. Lukewarm coffee. Right. Yeah. Not <laughs> just like a lazy like passion. Yeah. Like, hey, what are you doing? Granted, I'm just coming off the boat from being with a Frenchman for several months and being abroad. So maybe I'm a little bit more inclined toward the Latin side here at the moment. But <gasps> I, I mean, look, so well, <laughs> this is look, this has become a huge focal point in my stand up and I think stronger for it. But like, I basically am talking about my Latin family and like my expectations that have been born out of this DNA, <laughs> you know, and it's so so for anyone listening that missed it, like my mom's Colombian. And uh, and so I don't, you're you're like speaking 
you're just like speaking poetry to my ears, Stephanie. I'm like, right? yes, yes, that's exactly how it should be. Like yes. more seduction, yes, more targeted yes. attention, yes, like win me over lustfully. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm with you. So uh, um, I just want to share that because I I'm in love. I'm in love, and and I wanted you guys to know the real version. And every time I hear the first paragraph of that song, I'm like, oh, God, no. It's a reminder of American men. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. No, no, not American. I've had lovely American male lovers. I'm teasing. By the way, yeah. I just mean like a stereotypical, like, you know, the whole Latin lover thing. And then. Yeah. But by the way, I mean, to play devil's advocate, my, my mom's generation, they're all like, don't marry outside of America. Like you want an American Your mom's man. generation, the Colombian side of the family. Yeah, so but like her sisters and everyone. And I'm not trying to create a war here. I'm just trying to say <laughs> that, that everyone has a perspective on it. And, yeah. and it's that there are a lot of positives that they also see in in um, American men's uh, support and perspective on totally, women. Totally, you guys. I was just teasing. No, but they're, they're, um, I'm sure every culture has like buying your, your wives and, and girlfriends sure. blossom cups right now. um so if you want to do something sexy and thoughtful for your wife um sing her desposito sing it it come up behind her when she's doing the dishes and be like learn the spanish and just i don't know the spanish but it'd be like despacito that is hot sexy in her ear and sway her hip can i can i tell you just a suggestion since i'm single (laughs) <laughs> i wish that that would happen to me <laughs> that's a good point as much as i've been um getting into my foot my own foot interests uh, <laughs> i've also been just just tell us you're a foot fetishist now i know well, i was like i'm avoiding the word i'm like i'm not a fetishist just put my I'm foot teasing. in your mouth <laughs> uh, no but i'm starting to like have fun with it like yes i am gonna paint my toenails and i am gonna like make my feet look flirty for you uh and and I'm finding it's very well received. Like so many people because are into I it. I think most men have some mild version of it because I because agree. the foot is a sensitive spot. I mean, it's basically, the whole body thing. should just be. It is the whole I think body the foot is in a itself is a organ. vagina. Yes, with the arch. Is the, the arch mimics. Eh, it's eh, so nice. Eh. The armpit too. I the actually had a lover too. recently who like who in a very like passionate movement up my body like kind of like bit my armpit quickly mm-hmm. like a gentle bite. Mm-hmm felt so fucking good oh my god little tip for you all little like the nibble. muscle like yeah like well nod on the muscle bit he like, no he bit like into the center in the center like i had my arms lifted like i yeah. do how i i've always talked about how i kind of do like my monkey arm raise where i'm like <laughs> make love to me <laughs> like the sloth if i was hanging from a tree like arms up I, I, I really don't think you should you should call yourself a sloth when you're referring to yourself in bed you're right it's just you're right no this is for the listeners i don't i would never tell my lovers that <laughs> I know, but our <laughs> listeners don't want to think now? of you as a sloth in bed okay you're right i'm not a sloth I, and i think you I, know to, to give you more credit you're right. It's actually <laughs> what I what I'm getting into is this goddess worship. Total surrender. Total surrender. Actually, it was very. There's so much to talk about. I actually went to this um, intimacy fest run by Dave Buddha. We're gonna get there. We're gonna take okay. a break first because we're. Thank overloading. you for the reminder. Yes. Okay. So when we come back, we're gonna talk about Christina's tease uh, journey to intimacy fest. We're also going to talk about um, what teens are wearing on the beach these days. Yeah. And what we think about that. And your um your new perspective about marriage. Yeah, uh, yeah. Stuff. I will break it down for you. After, okay. Yeah. But I want to say, when we're back, yes, check out our Patreon because we're taking a break now. 
and we're going to play a commercial. But if you guys help out with a, with Patreon, <laughs> those commercials Screw will go those away. Commercials. Yeah. And we want that for you. So uh, Patreon TA Talk Sex. Yes. And um, uh, check out T. Check on Instagram. T is going to post her um, Blossom, Blossom Cup. Cup. Yeah. Updates and, and so, so on Instagram, you can find us at TA Talk Sex. We'll be right back. We're back with TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. And T was just going to tell us about her journey to Intimacy Fest in yes. the southern, near San Diego. Yeah. So over it's the weekend. been, right. So this was like about a week ago. What is Intimacy Fest? Right. Well, so Dave Buddha, who actually we've had on our show, and he um, and he did Dude Panel for a long time with Obi, a podcast. Um, they, he started something called Intimacy Fest a few years back. And uh, it's like a retreat with workshops on communication and um and consent uh, around sexuality and uh, attraction flirtation all this stuff also intimacy with your partners uh and you know it tends to attract people who are polyamorous or are interested in opening relationships um also i mean also just couples i mean there were a couple there were a good number of married couples there uh, looking to deepen or yeah you know deepen and um and there are also a lot of like body healers people who did different types of massage work or um also tantric massage this kind of thing so there was a broad range of really interesting people and there was a lot of free time to really connect and talk about um our own lives and and what we value often sitting in a hot tub <laughs> often having sex <laughs> well to be honest, there was a lot of sex happening um i actually did not have penetrative sex if you will uh and i say that because there was there were i guess things that would be considered foreplay but i think what's fascinating about it is for me it it was the first time where i wasn't associating it with like oh i found this person that i want to have sex with it was like oh we're we're intimate and we're getting to know each other and you're asking permission to you know pet me down there or something like that, you know, and, and, and truly not with the intention of like getting me off, but maybe like arousal or pleasurable sensations or hugging or, or stroking this kind of stuff. Um, and, and you'd say yes, or, or no, thank you. Or, uh, so it was very, very open, but what came up for me when you're talking about despacito, uh, <laughs> is, yeah, exactly. Is the power of oral sensation. So not oral, but aural, oral. which is our, yes, which is the ears. And I'm also discovering just how active mine is. <laughs> uh, and I, and because this weekend was all about exploration and being open and asking for what you want, I was less interested in having sex with people, but more interested in kind of strange things. Like I had two people hum in my ear, one on each side, different person. And you they had an oral threesome i did and you they, had an oral sandwich yes and they were <laughs> humming and like harmonizing their hums that sounds orgasmic honestly I it was I orgasmic i'm just that would be amazing. and then i would start humming with them at the same time and we were all like ah. you know it was like mm-hmm. but in your ear on each side that yes. sounds awesome yeah so different pitches it would actually create like con- it would create convulsions in my body wow yeah, I had how, now sh- for the people chills. at home. How can we? You can't. You need three people. You can't <laughs> you get around it. People. You cannot get around it. Well, here's the next thing. threesome you have. 
Yes, so much has changed, guys, by the way. Uh, we updated a lot of our show descriptions, but I've been doing cuddle work. So we didn't actually even talk about that. You haven't talked about that yet? No. Uh, oh. Well, no. here you go. We're talking about it now. Oh, my God. So T, T has uh, joined. We had on a show um, with Jean Franzblau. Yeah. Um, and she came on from the Cuddle, San- Cuddle Sanctuary. Cuddle Sanctuary. And um, we talked with her about um, cuddle therapy. Yeah, that was in December. And so since then, T has been really interested in that. Yeah, so I, I decided I wanted to be putting more skin in the game outside of just using my voice with you all. And uh, and so I got certified and I'm on the Cuddlist.com website. Uh, and then our guest, Tate, who we also had on the show, uh, she has a website called Cuddledom.com and she also offers cuddling services there. And, uh, and I'm on that website as well. So um, it's been incredibly rewarding. I've loved connecting with individuals. And I think something that I offer uniquely uh, from other cuddle um facilitators is is this uh humming technique so if you are just one person in a monogamous relationship and you want to do something like that um you can actually press your chests together and hum at the same time Mm, and harmonize and you feel the vibrations on each other um you can also if one person's laying on their stomach you can sort of straddle them from on their backside i feel like we might need to post an instagram photo of the the, the video we'll video it and uh (laughs) and uh, and hum with your head pressed against where the back of their on their back where their chest is would be basically their heart center I'm also thinking of this like in a sexual sense and it's like taking your sex noises to another level where instead of just like crying out like if you if you actually directed that toward the person that Uh he's like above you or below you or you know that you're connected with so at intimacy vest someone also did that they so all of this humming inspired that person to uh hum on my yoni (laughs) <laughs> which, which uh, I don't know if everyone's familiar. The yoni is another term for, uh, well, really more the clitoris area or the vulva, the, well, well, the, the sexual whole area. organs. Yeah, yeah, the whole area. Um, and uh, yeah, yoni actually, the meaning of the word um, is like the beginning of life or something like this. Like, so it's it's really beautiful. Uh, but but the power of humming there also just creates the sensation through your body. I mean, you feel it everywhere. Yeah, so but yeah, we've talked about it on the show we have, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, because that was because it happened during Burning Man for me. My Burning yeah. Man lover was humming, awakened me with with humming in my exactly. In my yeah, it was amazing. So I did humming on the ear, you know, in the ear, on the temples. Um, this one person did sort of do like dirty talk, but she this was her, she almost did this like orgasmic breathing into my ear like so it was her version of like i'm aroused and i'm breathing in your ear anyway it's it's hot it's all hot that's you know expression anyone mm-hmm. expressing their arousal is hot which is why i encourage men i feel to like make a, sounds yes breathe and make sounds there so i meet so many lovers and men and, and clients in the past who like hold their breath uh-huh. don't utter a sound quiet as a mouse i'm like <laughs> I've had to I've had I feel to so rec- deprived. Yeah, a lot of my male lovers are surprised at how much I want that. Yeah. Some get it completely and they and they've had that experience. Yeah. So they know to give that bre- like breathe into the ear and, and I'll like, just say yeah. French boy not a problem. That he gets it. So He's, gets it. Yeah, well I recently <laughs> had a lover who is sensitive about ears kind of like doesn't want to do it. Like an active no. And then I had another lover who was like, "Oh, so that's your thing?" And I was like, "Yes." And he was like, "Okay, here goes." Done. Like, yeah, but Dunks like they're done. But wasn't maybe his thing. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. he was like, "Okay, so like this, like is that too Did much?" Did he like it? Did it like I think well, I think I was clearly getting more excited, right? Yeah. And I sort of, you know, be, I become very expressive, right? Like I 
the yeah. I come to life. So right. I think that really excites and incentivizes. But I, I wonder if that changed his ways after. I'm curious. I am too, actually. I haven't... Text him I, right I ha- now. No, I'm teasing him. <laughs> I know, that's great. I haven't had sex with him since, and I need to revisit. He needs a callback. We need a callback. Yeah, I need, we need a callback uh, run and see how things have changed. Yeah, because he was a little less... He falls into that category of like kind of not completely listening. It was our, our first time, at, right. you know, c- hooking up and yeah, like... Yeah, there's a lot going on the first time. Yeah, yeah. And kind of trying to push it in one direction. And I'm like, no, I want to go in this direction. And so us trying to play the same, you know, instrument. Right. Um, should we d- d- take a break or do you, we, should we talk about girls and thongs? Or? We should talk about girls and thongs. Okay. And then we'll go into our... And the marriage know, bit. Um, yeah, our serious topics. Yeah, um, okay, so I was in, uh, I, as I said, I'm gypsying around and bouncing around between lovely friends' homes and I'm um, staying with my best friends in uh, Encinitas area, San Diego. So there's a large population of teenagers. I don't know what's happening there, but <laughs> it's like everywhere I go, I'm only seeing teenagers. So I'm on the beach um, surrounded by these lovely teenage girls. And it's like the uniform for summer is a thong bikini. Wow, in America. I but, but yeah, yes, in America and but you guys they're like fucking young. Like young. And, and okay, it's not a string bikini. It's not like a string it's not a g-string I was gonna say, is it actually a thong thong where it goes between where you don't see between the cheeks or is it that like slender slice that kind okay, of still so, covers the crack so <laughs> of course the crack is covered that's the essence of a thong but i'm saying it's not a g-string a Sorry, g-st- no but if yeah i, I was gonna, when i think thong i think of like it kind of gets squeezed between the cheeks oh midway, i see midway down um, uh, it's pretty th- it's thong like it's like a I would say a thicker thong where yeah. it's like maybe okay. a few inches okay literally <laughs> you sound so like I'm like naughty nun no, I mean they're not a naughty I nun do. Uh, I sound uh, so conservative but, yeah. but here's the here's here's the here's the thing so I'm there you guys I have a sex talk show I'm an open-minded person I am all about women exploring their sexuality I allowed I just sat there and allowed myself to have this these experiences and what I realized was that I'm totally getting aroused by these little freaking 13-year-old, 14-year-old girls in like this hot. thong. They look yeah. hot. Because here's the thing, like, when you have a, a, a butt, even if they don't have any hips, now a, a lot of them, most of them do have hips, you know, they're developing and, and yeah. you know, I was a late bloomer, but most people aren't. But, um, and so there's some degree of womanhood there. Yeah. And when you put that in a something like a thong bikini which is so sexualized you have a sexualized bum in front of you and you just want to bite it and bang it <laughs> and i'm like but that's so inappropriate because uh, first of all I, I mean i'm heterosexual okay but i i definitely appreciate beautiful women and i can be turned on by women for sure well but you're but re- my, like for me it brings up so much so many questions about our approach to sexuality how we perceive it uh I would say my my biggest red flag for me in the observation is more that she probably hasn't developed her own sense of sexuality and self like her identity is still being formed. So so my concern is that she's creating the visual representation of sexuality without having an internal without owning it. Yeah. Well, without having the internal development of it in a way that's going to create pleasure for her. So in a way it's like it's the I'm image arousing of it. you. Right. And I and right. And so there's something to be taken rather than I'm in control of this. I love looking sexy and I want you to come bite this. Right. Exactly. Which is I in my mind that's allowed as long as you are in a 
place of empowerment with it. And I think that we, so this brings me to why we even have our show, which is that there's this um, lack of responsibility in sex education. And when I say sex education, I mean a sexual identity for yourself of how you want to express yourself, how you want to connect with someone. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. And I think also, you know, when I was thinking about it was that, you know, these, these, they're kids. Okay. They're, I mean, even if they're 17, you know, which would be the upper end of the high school ages, um, that's still a a kid really. And, And they're still developing and, and they're still developing ways to react and respond emotionally. And, um, and I don't know, I guess I was thinking like, that's really inviting a whole different kind of energy and attention and interaction with yeah. the world yeah. that maybe, I don't know if they're fully equipped to handle. Well, can I, I, I don't know. But I, and I, I agree. I, I would say that they probably are not, but again, like, and I'm glad you brought this up. I'm, I immediately go, well, is there a way that they, okay. A couple things. I think about how, when I was that age, and I was living with my dad. I tried to leave the house all the time in these like little outfits and like belly showing things. And this like this dress that was like, I remember, okay, distinctly, it was really an elegant dress that I wore when I was probably 10. But I discovered that it fit like a mini dress <laughs> when I was like 12. And I was like, this is hot. And I tried to leave the house in it. And my dad, like, I remember he went out on the balcony and like yelled at me from the street and like called me back into the house. You were 12. Yeah. And I tried to go out in this little thing. And yeah. I wanted to, right? That was sure. like my own. Maybe, Look, when you're but 12, maybe because I was in your taking head, in images. 30, like, yes. You know. And also I was reading Cosmo magazine, right. all this stuff. So in a way I was sexualizing myself way before I had any interest in acting on it. Sure. I think every girl probably does. Well, right. You know? So so that makes me wonder, you know, is it if healthy? dad, instead of snapping at me, get in here, you know, you're not allowed to show yourself. What if it was like a conversation? Yeah. A conversation about what it represents. And maybe it's even okay to represent that, but know that that's, that it does attract that, but also a conversation about sexuality i don't but am i or am i merging the two no no no, i know i think that's i think that's great i'm just trying to put myself in that position as a parent like what would i say i mean and i don't be like you know you're attracting the wrong attention it's right that's not what i mean it's more like okay well i don't i I guess i'm like well it's almost like it's okay that people are flirting with you i'm guessing you're not looking to I don't know. Here's the have sex, so be prepared to say no thank you assertively. I don't know. Here's another thing. Draw a, boundaries. A larger issue I have with it is not just what what like how the girls are involved, but like as a culture. I have a thing where I don't know how much we've talked about on the show, but I do have a thing where I really it bothers me that we don't hmm, I don't know how to <laughs> Oh my god, I don't want to shoot myself okay. in the foot. It bothers me that how we handle men's arousal yeah and i feel like we cater to um really fanning men's arousal and never talking about the power of harnessing it or channeling it yeah and i feel like that creates a lot of issues i'm I'm glad you brought that up and so so part of me is like what are we doing like why are we allowing ourselves to be so hyper sexualized at such a young age and how is that what is that how is one dimensional well not only that but hold on but the point i'm getting to is like how is that contributing to what i see is a problem of like um 
I guess hyper hyper arousal event. Does this sound really awful? No, no, <laughs> I don't it's, know. it's perfect. It's perfect, and I'm really glad you brought that up because, in some ways, I was also we're focusing on like the female dressing in a quote, pro, you know, in a provocative way at a young age, and it's and it's like, well, yeah, she's finding her sexuality. She is developing. She yeah, is about to go into and... new hormones and wants to get that and is excited to try out that attention, and so I agree that this this comes back to like what in a very broad term sex education is like and I don't mean like anatomically and this is how you it's like yeah men young men are also going through puberty and having arousal and all these things and um and what's the end goal like why not only young men old Mm. men older men any man is going to be aroused by that good point Uh, any man right so it's like what are we what what how are we contributing to the program the cultural program of arousal and like expectations well you know well, yeah so, and I, well I, and this is where i was saying it's one dimensional like it's it is such a flattened version of what sexuality can be yeah for everyone for the men and the women like to it limits the expansiveness of a sexual experience yeah, because it laser focuses on this one tiny little kernel of arousal, and and in one way it's like that's fun. Like it's fun to um, visual arousal is fun. Visual arousal is fun. You know, I guess I just look. This is still uh, something still I'm processing and thinking about. Yes, but we're also <laughs> grown women who know yeah. what that means, and we know what it means to play. Yeah. on that visual right you know? but but I guess my but, point is that I was trying to wear that short skirt when I was 12 like I'm still the same person like yeah, that became my yeah. sexual identity I don't know you know what? I'm gonna throw this to parents out there because that was another thing that was running through my mind and I'm like what are these parents thinking oh but, yeah like letting your daughter leave dressed like that yes yeah, so, my, my dad didn't have much but say. listen every girl out there was wearing it so yeah. I get it when like when it's the uniform you know, and everyone's doing it. You can't like your kid. There's no, it's, I can understand as a parent, it's going to be very difficult for you to be like, no, honey, you can't. And of course they're just going to find a way to wiggle around that. So, um, so I just want to know parents out there, how do you feel about this? Like, does this bother you? Does this, is there some angle that T and I aren't seeing? Um, I mean, I don't know. Okay. You know what I want to say to me? So maybe email, maybe email would be the best way. Um, And then maybe like we can gather some responses. We'll we'll put a, we could do a thong booty photo on our Instagram. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm still working. I'm not ready for that. (laughs) I've been eating croissants every day for five months. (laughs) Oh, we could do a full coverage photo. We'll do it anyway. We'll do it anyway. Well, can I say I'm, so again, Colombian culture, my family, my, my mom's family, all the women, I went down to Colombia one summer. We were on this tropical island, San Andres. And my my family made fun of me for my full coverage bathing suit. And they were like, honey, you can't like hide your ass like this. And they kept giving me wedgies in my bathing suit. Yeah, I get it. You have <laughs> a very, you do have conservative bathing suits. <laughs> for, for a woman That's who's ridiculous. so, you know, tea. But, but this kind of goes along with your I whole. Have normal bathing suits. Normal. And okay, look, at the right. time in, oh, I, I but I was in high school and I had this like. Oh, you were in high school and they yeah, were doing this. Yes. And it was oh. like a tankini. It was so, yes, it was, oh, but this was also okay, trending well. in the U.S. at the time. This is my right, point, trends, okay. fashion trends, right. is that it was truly culturally different. And women, and I will say Latin, Colombian culture, women do sexualize themselves more, um, maybe more assertively or something. Like, they're, they're, comparatively, there is a little bit more conservatism in America, although maybe Encinitas is a more Latin culture anyway. I, I think it's... Looks very white to you. I don't know. I don't know. We're, very, we're all over the place, yeah. but... 
Well, and the trend is changing. We are becoming even more accepting of maybe the visual. I, look, what, what came to mind, actually, what I wanted to say was, I see this, to me, it's like the iceberg. And I'm like, visual, <gasps> visual play is beautiful. Now let's add all of the deeper layer of like, and here's your sex textbook on how to have like deep, intimate, soulful connection outside of just pinching a really cute ass. Yeah, I don't know. I guess... Yes, but it's sort of hard to teach. The, I, blah, what do I want to say? I want to say I just feel like there's something like we're speeding something along, you know, like I get when I see these girls dressed, you know, and they're wearing their cute little midriffs and their short little skirts and they're getting away with it. I'm like, I smile sweetly and I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. They're totally exploring their sexuality and they think they're like hot shit. And that's awesome. It's crossing a line for me when you put that same girl in a fucking thong bikini <laughs> on the goddamn beach. I sound like a grandmother, but it's yes. true. That crosses the line for me because that turns into carnal, raw, fuck nature. Yes, but and I feel like there, but, but there's, there's a, a larger kid, like, let problem. Them be a kid, yes, I you agree. Know? Like allow yourself. But you're hitting stages of growth. I don't know. You're hitting on our huge, large cultural problem in America, which is that sexual that that it is that it's exactly that. Like it is a it is a clear visual representation of all of the problems that we have with sexuality in America. But what isn't it kind of strange, though, that like America is so conservative sexually. And so um, we're we are puritanical um, when it comes to sex and totally repressed. Yet you go to the beach and there's these chicks in thongs. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing and they don't know how they're creating arousal. And they don't and like we don't. That's what I'm saying is like and no one's teaching like the impact of it or the power of it. Or maybe they are like you and me are. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you and I. Yeah. Um, this okay, is let's, break time. Let's take a break and then, and then we come back. back um, and, then, and you guys, uh, I, I, I've had a turn uh, when it comes to marriage and partnership and I don't know if it's right. So I'm going to throw it to T and see what she thinks about it. Uh, we'll be <laughs> so around. much to say. <laughs> you can check out our Patreon, our new Patreon page. Yeah. Uh, at, you can search us at TA Talk Sex and uh, we'll H- help us cut these ads out. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back. And we're back with TNA Talk Sex Summer Edition. <laughs> Summer Edition. Uh, okay, so when I had the pleasure of going to my youngest brother's wedding back in Virginia, uh, he's my only younger brother. I have three brothers, and um, it was a wonderful time. And it was really cool because I was home, and all of my brothers are now partnered magically with these amazing women. And so it was really great at the wedding. So I'm like the only. I'm like the single kid, which is kind of new. I feel like the crazy, like, yeah, I'm in my 30s, you know, and like my younger brother got married. So now I'm starting to feel uh-huh, like that, like uh-huh. crazy sibling that's like gallivanting around the world and having lovers and irresponsible. It's fine. It's fine. I, uh, it's OK. I'll be the crazy aunt. But when I was at the wedding, um, it, it first of all brought up a lot of, of emotion around that, I guess. And then I was thinking about partnership and marriage and, you know, Whoa, am I what's what do I think where, where am yeah, I with are that? you is it going to become a priority yeah and um and I had the thing is is that I had some enlightening experiences when I was in Europe where I some things did come to light where I did decide that yes that is I 
I understood the value even more, I guess, um, and of partnership and, and marriage. But more than that, I feel like the past several years, I've been pushing it away. Even when I was with someone, the Italian, um, I was pushing partnership away because I, I really, for whatever reason, I just wanted to focus on myself and focus on my career. I think clarifying your identity. I mean, Probably, I think yeah. that's what all of that yeah, means. Right. And so... And so really for like seven years, I've been pushing it away. Yes, I've had, you know, dalliances and flings and, you know. Supportive sh- dynamics. Yes. Like I think people Like who- I haven't been totally, totally like isolated in my apartment. But uh, in <laughs> I would say quite a few relationships. <laughs> but I haven't been like wanting to partner with someone. So now I, I saw in Europe, I saw that um, something awakened in me where I could have both. Like I was ready to have both. I was ready to like focus on my career just as much as I want to and do exactly what I want to do and have a partner in my life and have dinners together and have this sort of domestic um, partnership lifestyle. I could have both, which was a new revelation to me. Mm -hmm. So I come back to Virginia and I'm like, you know, fresh with all of these uh, desires of a future. Um, not not bad as like I'm I'm healthy. I'm totally fine where I am, but uh, ready for for that. And so I was at the wedding. And I was being social and, and engaging with some friends of my father who I, I hadn't met really, like just, you know, peripherally. And I was like, oh, I need to invest in these people. So I'm chatting with them. And this woman was just charmed by me. And it's, you know, good old Virginia. <laughs> I love it when you do that accent. Can we do next episode only in that accent? Only in Southern Dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so she was charmed and she was like, oh, you're just amazing. So she goes up to my dad and she says, she says, she says, oh, hun, she's like, your dad is going to marry so well. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Just so felt, culturally different. Yeah. But I felt like such an object. But it was it was hilarious. But anyway, and then she came up to me and she was like, honey, I'm going to tell you how it is. And she said, my first marriage, I married for love and passion. And my second marriage, I was a little bit more practical. <laughs> And her, her husband now, she's like, don't get me wrong. I love my husband. He is amazing. And he is. I love him too. Like, they're great together. They've been married 30 years. But she's like, but having gone through it all again, I'm just saying, you know, you can have both. And you are a girl who can have anything. She's like, the world is open to you. Aww, you can have so anybody. So just find a man who can also give you the lifestyle that you want to have. <laughs> You know, and like so that you can come and see your family whenever you want to. And I'm like, I said, so you're saying marry for money. And she said, well, can't you have both? Uh, sure. Maybe, you know, I don't know. Luck. If you maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But here's the thing. It opened me up in two ways. One. <laughs> you know, <Go> ahead. <laughs> so first of all. Um, I, you know, this is something that T and I have sort of been touching around this idea of being a little bit more practical when it comes to love, like making sure the things that you vitally need are checked off before you just run down and start, you know, having a bunch of sex and whatever. Um, but what this did on this sort of new level, what it made me see was a, I was very entirely shut down to meeting a wealthy man. I was being super judgmental. In that, I I realized I look almost back like on my, a backlash resentment. Yeah, when well, she made those statements. Like no, I'm an object. No, it okay. wasn't toward her. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was totally open with her, and and I and I understood where she was coming from right. because I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean, I, I understand that maybe you know. So, 
it wasn't toward her, but I, I just realized just looking in hindsight and really looking at my beliefs, like honestly, um, I really did have this belief that um, any wealthy man I meet who's going to try to like be with me is probably is going to be an asshole and is going to want me for sex and physical superficial stuff. Wow. Okay. Like I'm not saying it's pretty people. It's a belief. And most of them are pretty black and white and whatever. So I saw that I had that belief in me. And then I, when I really look at how I engage in situations where there are like wealthy people, um, I really, I'm, I'm closed down. I'm like, I, it's already in my head that it is not a possibility. Well, that you don't trust. Well, that, that it's not that I don't trust. It's just that in my head, it's a fact that you're all assholes and, well, I and, guess that's, I and that that's your trust and that your value system is not mine and so yeah. no yeah. you know I'm like not, so it was really like mind-boggling wow. to see that I had this inside of me me I thought I was so open and yeah you know and uh which is kind of funny and also but I do think that it is like taught to us to not to not be the gold digging girl, you know, to be the girl that is like, you know, would marry him no matter what. And I think this is also a Disney thing, honestly, to like, as much as it's to be with the Prince Charming, it's also like, you know, don't be that bitch who's saying no to the Prince Charming. Who's actually, you know, disguised as a homeless person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, like maybe there's also this second narrative of, you know, don't have expectations. You should be grateful that someone pays attention to you. That too, that that it's not that don't think lady. about lifestyle, only think about love and emotion and 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 like passion. Yeah. And lifestyle is not something to be thought of, which something that's been on my mind is, you know, lately, like I haven't been in some ways I'm a little bit in neutral. I mean, I've, I have lovers. I've been having lovers, but I'm not as excited about committing and I haven't been and maybe I'm sorting out what's important to me right now. But there is this element of what is it to uh Oh, shit, I just lost it. <laughs> no, no, but it's, it's ah, no, uh, this idea of, of like, I as a f- female, as a woman, like, the way that my arousal works, this kind of thing, like, I'm, I respond to someone making an effort to creating an environment for me. Um, that turns me on. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, it, it touches to our, yeah, carnal so, being taken care of. So you can, you can breathe hard into my ear and lick my neck and I'm going to turn on. You can get me off. Right. But it's not going to be long lasting. Right. Right. No, I, yes, I hear right. you. No, so I'm saying, so what is everything else that you need to want yeah, something bigger? Sure. Larger. That doesn't have to require money. You know, like there's a, I, men can do that who don't have a lot of money in different ways. So it's not that money is a requirement, but it just got me, it just, I'm just saying this first one was that it opened that, awareness in me that I had that belief so I'm like okay you know what I'm taking it off you know I'm, I'm taking it down so I did I'm like okay I'm open now to meeting wealthy men which makes me I, I, I even cringe now because I'm like oh no it's gonna make me a gold digger but I am not I there's no way I could marry or be with someone just for money there, I, there's just no way like I, I think I, you know that's that's an interesting thing you hit on even you saying that phrase right it's so embedded in American culture uh, I mean, it's bad well just money itself is very charged um, it's a capitalistic market so everything is our self our sense of self-worth our the way we define ourselves our value all this is like sure, tied yeah. to deep. the way we relate to money and yeah and so so your great fear that you 
could be a gold digger is rooted in, you know, our pop songs. You know, it's uh, <laughs> no, it's rooted in in everything, which is it's very interesting because this always comes up and the immediate assumption is, again, a two dimensional or like flattening version okay. of reality. And what I'm saying is, is people like to go, oh, you married this person for money. But if you're really with someone day in, day out, like I, I don't I don't think you that that works. That doesn't exist so black and white. Well, I don't I don't except know. for maybe Trump so, and his wife. <laughs> <laughs> so here I think that there are some relationships that I see where um, I feel like it was a known fact that that sort of happened. And well, you bring up a good point. The, the contract of a marriage. Well, or hold what on. Brings you together. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just saying I feel like there's different okay let me just finish my thought Mm -hmm. that um that i have been around those relationships where yes there's always a contract of marriage whether it's based in love and passion or 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 more practical stuff um uh um but sorry my dad was calling me and it totally (laughs) sidetracked me because he hasn't called me back in like a week yay dad Dad. um okay so it's funny that he's calling right now we're having this conversation yeah i know that is funny wow do 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 okay i'm gonna call my dad my point is that that so i feel like i've been around dynamics like that where it's sort of like like there's no real love at all it's very it feels pretty dark and then Mm -hmm. i've also been around situations like that like like arranged marriages like from the indian culture where love grows right and and it's something that's cultivated and committed to and and so this is some partnership so this is the second part of me that opened up where i'm like okay so a thing a is that i'm going to be open to I don't want to be closed off in any way in my life. So I'm opening up this door um, to men with money. B is, okay, maybe going with passion and and, um, these incredible feelings of like, oh my God, it just feels so right and all of that that just really um, knock you down in the beginning of a dynamic. I'm going to, if I meet someone and I don't feel that in the beginning, I'm going to give it some time and I'm going to see what happens. Like, like, you know, unless something is a clear like no, does something grow, does something grow. So interestingly, after I had this conversation with this woman, after I had these openings, these two openings like that night, and it was like a couple of days I was talking with my brothers. I'm like, <gasps> blah, 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 like processing the whole thing. So funny enough, <laughs> there was an event. So my whole family is really into fox hunting um, back in Virginia. And there was a fox hunting event. And so, you know, it's a hound show and all of that. And so you get all pretty and da 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 and you go. Um, That's exotic. Right. No, it's fun. So, um, you know, beautiful Virginia day. I'm in this beautiful sundress. And I'm standing. And so I, I, anyway, I meet someone. Okay. And I meet this this guy and uh, uh man he's a man <laughs> meet this dude anyway he's wearing and a so- thong bikini <laughs> near the beach <laughs> near the riverbank <laughs> it was scottish plaid <laughs> and so my point is that and he's probably gonna listen to this which is really embarrassing but it's okay whatever he can he can hear all this oh my god my point is that we met and um and we met very briefly, actually. So there wasn't really enough time to see if there were sparks. But it wasn't like when I met French boy and it was like, bam, you know. Right, yeah. But it was something else. There was definitely something there, but something else. And an attraction. Know? Sure. And so I'm like, okay, well, whatever. Well, whatever. 
Um, so fast forward to now, and we've been talking and um, getting to know each getting other. Getting to know each other. I know, right? And, you know, he lives in a different part of the country. And so so I'm just, I'm proud of myself, A, for, for sticking with my guns of like, you know, being open to these new things. So now here's my question to you. Now I have these my, these sort of th- a few, a few suitors. There's these three few suitors that um, are kind of in the picture. Um, and and I'm like, okay, you know what? Where I am right now is that I, uh, the, the, the guy who would be the winner, and this is A, assuming that there's even a race. Like It could be that none of these guys are, are really interested in me in a in Well, a, but in you're a living your life in the now, way. and you're talking about commitment with a partner. Right, right, right. So, so yeah. So, given that that's what I'm ready for, I'm like, okay, the bottom line is the guy who is going to sort of win me over at this point is going to be the guy who puts in the time. And yeah. so, And so, I'm thinking about like, you know, the guy who's going to be texting and calling and who's going to be present and there for conversations, for interactions. Really and well said. So part of me looks at that. This is very simple. I'm like, really, Steph? That's going to be, <laughs> that's going to be, I mean, granted, of course, you have to see, make sure like other things are there that you need for a, no, a no, healthy dynamic. Incredibly grounding what you just said. Was it? Yeah, it's just that simple. That's what I'm thinking. And so my mother, mm-hmm. God rest her soul, when I was 15, I asked her, mom, how do you know who the right person is to marry? Like, how does marriage happen? And she said something that didn't make sense to me until like recently, the past few years. And she said, honestly, honey, I, I think it's just timing. Mm-hmm. And it was the most unromantic answer. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, timing? Right. Like what? Like you just happened to like meet this random guy and you happened to be of marriageable age? Like I didn't get it. I'm like, that's awful. But now I'm, I kind of get it because it's like, okay, guy A, it might not be the right time in his life. I know he adores me. It, it might it might work out that it ends up like where, you know, we come together and it is the right time. Yeah. Guy B, it might not be the right time in his life. Guy C, it might not be the right time in his life. It might be the right time for one of them. I don't know. But it kind of does, in the end, boil down to timing. Like, because. Well, and I think timing for me so much comes up in the idea of your own evolution, like you deciding now, because I think there's right. an element of when am I open to it? Right. And then, and then once you've opened to it. When do you meet someone else who's yeah. open to it? Yeah. And that, then on that top of that, where, who you can have. Um, who you who who has qualities and who where you both have qualities and characteristics that are compatible where you yeah. can grow something together. If those aren't there, timing could be right, but those just aren't there. But you know, so, so my, I guess my question was, and, I, and you answered it for me then was was I felt like I was, maybe I was being silly, maybe I was being stupid, think, like putting boiling it down to such a simple thing as timing. Well, mm-hmm. it's funny that you will. I don't know that it's timing. I mean, what you or, what or, I heard you say. Put, is, who's the person who's, who's putting, putting in, the, in the time and the, the time. effort? And it was like you said it, and immediately like all these people fall away in a way that you go, yeah, the same way that we are friends and have a commitment to each other, the same way that you know creative partners have a commitment to each other. Uh, and I think that our culture right now is suffering from an expedited travel, quick projects, like. Um, demands from work things that are breaking the fabric of a relationship um time is a big part for me that has come up consistently in relationships where 
if I'm not spending that time with you, I feel it unravel. I can't feel the person. It's not tangible. Right. Um, and sometimes I wonder if that's just my personality. Uh, I think that I'm maybe uh, pretty standard in a way. So I, I, I think a lot of like I think a lot of people feel the same way. Long distance is challenging. Some people respond well to you know writing letters for a long time and can sort of sustain the philosophical idea of a partner. Right. But um, yeah, and you're right. And and I you know granted all of these are long distance dynamics at this point. Um, so I will. Before I write anyone off, I would have a conversation and be like, listen, this is where I'm at. And I would like to have more interaction if, you know, if I'm not having enough before I just like cut them off silently and just wrote them off. Getting frustrated in a dynamic. Right. I would have a conversation with them before and be like, listen, if it's just not the right time in your life and that's too much for you. Cool. But, you know, this is where I'm at and I'm going to be moving in this direction, possibly with someone else. Yeah. You know, well said. Well, and by the way, this reminds me of some of you may have been following on social media when I sent flowers to that one person. (laughs) And, uh, and then it kind of it it, well, basically fizzled. And, uh, and Stephanie, I mean, you made a face too, because I said, Oh, no, we're talking, we're supposed to see each other this week. Not serious. But also, this person has made that concerted effort to stay in touch, keep keep in touch, want something that will develop enough. (laughs) Maybe he's just keeping in touch to, to, you know, not lose you entirely. Of course. No, that is Is it it enough. And and, and it's it's not enough for any sort of commitment. Sure. So here's another thing that came up and is this whole, um, you know, the whole rule of like, or I guess the debate of like, girls don't chase guys. Mm. You know, I kind of I feel that right now, honestly, (laughs) because because here's the thing. I'm in these dynamics and I I just do. I feel like this is just natural, like how men operate and how women operate. And I feel like just like I think the natural biological order demands it. Hold on a second. Mm. Yeah. Well, I feel like my experience, you know, especially right now, is that, look, if a guy is interested, he's effing interested. And when he's not interested or there's stuff going on in his life or or whatever, like then um then that's then he's he's not gonna be putting in the time and the energy. Um and my chasing, I, that's not gonna do anything but just wear me out and make me angry and resentful. Like well so said. so I, I do feel like maybe this is archaic, but I I've never been a fan of women chasing men and you know making an overture or or like making it known that this is what you want or a gesture and whatever that's fine Uh, well yes i I would like to just note in in also like different gender dynamics in terms of like i think they're whoever's sort of playing the role of sure of pursuing Uh, yeah because i do think there are cases of more whatever i mean if you want to call it like feminine energy men and sure. more you know aggressive women so so if that's your nature then maybe that works but yeah true well these men are not that. but yes in this i i don't know i no, i i follow you i follow in this stereotype of not stereotypes is not the word i want to use when i think about myself as a female and having kind of the birthing ability um right. i i would like someone to pers- like their interest has to be palpable in a way that's that creates safety for me Right. I think that's the root of it. Or yeah. So that's that's the marriage thing right now. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Um I'm going to, you know, let yeah, it's like wh- whoever's putting in the time. 
Can I uh, say this? We didn't yeah. talk at all about the health care bill that is being voted yes. on right now. And okay. we won't go too much on about it because we'll wrap up the show. But um, but uh, you all should call your senator and say no. We have a major issue out there, which is that uh, it's not acknowledging women's health in our society. And uh, and women fundamentally have a greater need for um, health health access. And I think it improves our entire society overall. Um, I'm going to talk about it more on maybe Facebook. Uh, well, I'll make a post for it. I'm also going to pin up the phone numbers to your senators that you guys can call. Well, let me, can I unpack that a little bit yeah, um, for, for okay. folks? Cause, um, cause T and I were talking about this before we went on air and I was like, well, yeah, but I was playing devil's advocate, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, uh, do they ever say men in the bill specifically? Oh, so, so let's just quickly, the, the Trump care bill that is being voted on in the Senate is, uh, does not, I think it mentions women twice in it. So they're not mentioned at all in terms of the way that we are developing our, our medical care system in America. And I think what you mean by, um, by like women's, how did you term it? Women's care being um, not more important, but just, yeah, so, how did you So say, what I want to say? say, yeah, what I want to say is it's, it's not about women's health care. Women aren't uh, better than men or deserve more than men. It's not an issue of that. Um, as uh, bodies built to birth babies, we have greater um, health needs. We have a monthly menstrual cycle that um, that ha- needs health attention. There's uh, you you mentioned um, birth control that that plays with hormone therapy. Um, we have also. There's a lot. I mean, like yeah. we were kind of. So if I have sex, I have the potential for a UTI or a yeast infection or a bacterial infection. A UTI can kill you if it's not treated properly. It's damn freaking <laughs> like, uncomfortable too. And men get it too, but not not often. Like it's so rare. I've never had a boyfriend have to right. Go Whereas to as a woman, like I know that that could happen at any point when I have sex with you. Right. So within one year, I'm going to need to visit the doctor any at least times. once, any number of times. Not to mention that, you know, also like women go on um, hormone replacement therapy or yeah. hormone therapy um, because it really drastically affects their their lifestyle as they age. Men don't really go through, through that. Um, so there are differences, you know, again, not saying that one's better than the other, but there are differences yeah. in female healthcare and male And the healthcare. truth is that the harder we make it on the, the female, <laughs> yeah, the female part of the population, it's not helping anybody. <laughs> it's not helping anything. Everything becomes Everybody just stricter. wants the lady to be happy. Well, yeah. Well, this brings me back to, I mean, I joke, but it does it does cause for extremism around sexuality. It does shut down your openness and your ability to connect with more people. Yeah. Um, whereas if I don't have to stress about, will I be able to get in touch with my doctor for my UTI meds right. at the minimum, because other issues come up as well that are more uh, severe or, or bigger problems outside of sex. Um, but, but in this very common relatable issue... Um, you know, if I know I have those problems, I'm not going to have sex, right? As a woman, you shut down. Yeah, but that's not practical. You will have sex well, and then right. you will just go and have these problems and freak out about what you're going to do with it. And talk about stress, having yeah. to leave in the middle of work to go pick up stuff from a pharmacy. Anyway, so things that people don't think about and there, and there's a lot around women's healthcare. I mean, annual exams, like you were saying, right. um, you know, cancer awareness, that kind of stuff, HPV being tested for that. And, and so it's not easily accessible at this point. So you um, were posting 
uh, a pin on our Facebook page yeah. um, with information on how you can call your senator. Yep. There's even a script if, if you've never done anything like that. But basically, you can read it and you sort of get an idea of what you want to assert. You can say what we're saying here on, on the show now, which is a little bit of a different tilt from the fact that they're cutting funding for people with mental health disabilities, physical health disabilities. I mean, ev- everything across the board is basically getting cut. Uh, it is a nightmare, <laughs> officially. So um, get proactive and uh, and let's all play a part to make sure that we don't end up further in the hole. Yeah. That's all. Okay. Thanks, T. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so that is it for episode 142. I am so happy to be back and, um, and lovely chatting with my little T money. Yay. <laughs> happy to have you back. Uh Oh, um, oh, you're going away. I am actually. I'm going <laughs> we're back. No, we're not. Well, we are. But but so Steph is going to step up into the helm and make sure that we have shows moving forward in the coming weeks. Right. So T is going to Europe. <laughs> I'm going to Lithuania for start. Uh, she's going on a family like tour for like three mm. weeks across these incredible countries. Baltic states. Uh, yeah. Stay tuned for more about that. Um, so while she's away, I'll be taking over. <laughs> um, and I'm going to be doing... Uh, unless things change, I'm going to be doing a cross-country trip um, over to my brother in Florida. Mm. And I'm going to be taking the microphone with me and I'm going to be camping. Um, <laughs> so it's going to be a fun adventure and, uh, and with lots of good show material, I'm sure. So stay tuned for more episodes. Yep. Um, do visit our new Patreon page uh, where you guys are going to get uh, all kinds of great bonus material and extended episodes and uh, producer credit, all kinds of good stuff. So yeah, um, head over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And we are on Patreon.com. Search TA Talk Sex. Yeah. Or slash TA Talk Sex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. TA Talk Sex. Yeah. And I think also the opportunity you just mentioned, I love the producer credit. It's an opportunity yeah. for you all to chime in more about content and how you guys would like to see it form as well. So, right. Um, and so, yeah, and also there's a lot under our guns that we're going to be doing Facebook live shows down the road. So, um, all exciting stuff. Yep. Stay tuned. You've been listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. Because sex isn't ever just about sex. (gasps) 